0: Back with the Behind the You podcast, and this is this one's going to be fun, my friends, because I'm uh, I'm talking to someone I've known for a long time. Offensive line coach Alex Miraball is with us. Alex, thanks for doing this. Glad to see you, and appreciate you taking the time.
1: It's awesome to be part of this, Josh, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you and the, and the Canes fans.
0: All right, so we, we're, we're going to talk about your story, but, but part of the story of what's happening here at the University of Miami is uh, what, what recently happened with the 2023 recruiting class. Obviously, the last year setting the culture in the room, etc. But you know, Mario has been very open about what what need has needed to happen, and and that's across the board. Uh, your room uh, will have a different look come uh, come spring football uh, or, or the fall at least. So before we kind of talk about you, since you are the expert uh, when it comes to offensive line play and, and trying to make the trenches look a little different, can we talk about some of the kids we've signed? Absolutely. All right. So let's start. You'll start at, we'll just go in no particular order although maybe I put the biggest first. the kid from IMG, one of the top kids in the country Francis Maui Noah what's he give you what do you love what's he have Ultimately when you project down the road he he looks like what for you Francis he brings
1: he brings power uh, brings work, brings pride um, he's he's a heck of an athlete brings brings there's a spirit about him. That uh, that we are fired up to to get into that room, um, and um, I mean he's he's every, he's all as advertised, you know he's all as advertised, and he's a guy that also has position flexibility, whether it's on the left side or the right side. That you know that'll shake itself out, but um, just his pride and his spirit. Uh, you see all the tangible stuff, you know you see that he's big, he's fast, he's strong, he's got twitch, but the intangibles are just as five star ish if I could say as the tangible stuff that he brings, you know, and that's I, I know from experience from and when I say I know from experience from from being able to see him up close at practice in games, see him how he carries himself, how he functions, that that he also has five-star intangibles, you know? Absolutely. So Samson Okun Lola. So Samson, Samson is uh, from Thayer Academy. He's from Brockton, Massachusetts. He's already on campus, you know, and uh, so yesterday, Tuesday and today were his first days in class, were his first days in workouts, were his first day out there with the other offensive linemen uh, doing their drills and stuff like that. And and he's a guy who's got a tremendous work ethic. You know, he's a guy who's almost been self-taught. Uh, a lot of his things where I would ask him all the time what I would see, you know, because he became famous for his videos, not for the pancake stuff, but he became famous for his videos of him doing his drills. Right. And I would ask him, hey, Samson, where'd you get those drills? And he goes, well, coach, I YouTube your stuff. I YouTube coach Searle's stuff. I YouTube coach Fry's stuff. I YouTube. So he would YouTube all these old line coaches that were recruiting him. And then he would implement the drills that we had that we did with our guys in our program. And he created like his own little, like training. So he would, I'm talking about before school, he would go and and put himself through these drills. Right. So he's a, he's a, again, I know it's going to sound cliche because I said it with Francis. I'm going to say it with him, five-star talent that everybody can see, you know, big, he comes up on you, he comes up on you and everybody's, First initial reaction with Samson's, man, I didn't know he was that big, you know, but his work ethic is elite, you know, and uh, his pride is elite. And that's again, that's what I think is it makes Samson and Francis different uh, from others. You know, I'm I'm fired up and I'm looking forward to it. I'm on the road recruiting, so I haven't been able to see them move around in the weight room and stuff like that. So I'm fired up to get back home so I can can watch him and see it for myself again.
0: So, Alex, I either am going to make myself look really good here, or I'm going to embarrass myself, but I saw one little clip from the the uh, army game or practice or whatever, and when I saw Samson, I saw him bend, and I was like, "That's different." I, yeah, like it is. It is, Josh. And you know what? It
1: it's sometimes it's hard to describe, like you're like you're like you're saying, but you as a, a, you it's different. It looks different. You know, it looks different, and. Maui Noah, same thing. It just looks different. And that's why those guys are were considered to be elite in their class, you know? Um, but they're different I mean, they're even different from what you see on Saturdays, you know, what, what I've seen on Saturdays. But yes, yes, and and you know, I, I saw the same thing, and you know, the guy tried to the guy tried to power into him, and that joker just bent his knees and sunk his hips and store was closed, you know, kind <laughs> of <you know>, so. <laughs> So it's it's awesome, and, and and that's something that you have to recruit. You got to see it and recruit it. But then what makes him special is is his work ethic. You know, is is it's his work ethic, and um, like he's mentored up with like Jalen Rivers because we'll partner these guys up. And that's
0: a good partnership, by the way.
1: It's a great partnership, and and so last night, I you know I'm, I'm at the hotel up in New Jersey last night. And I'm FaceTiming all the new guys to see how they're doing and how the day went. And I go, heck, where the heck are you Where that? goes, no, I coach. I just left the indoor. I was doing some drills with Jalen, you know, so that's what makes him different. That's what makes him different. And, you know, he used to have to do those drills by himself, right. In Brockton, or he used to have to go, he, he would get like younger offensive linemen in the area and bring them with him to help them. And so not now, He's got some veterans that are out there working with him, which will which will be good.
0: So three more guys that you signed from the high school ranks, Antonio Tripp, Frankie, yeah. Tini, so Antonio, Tini Lau and Tommy Kinsler. Tommy Kinsler. So
1: Antonio's already on campus. So Antonio's on campus, and he's gonna be a good one too now. You know, he's one of the ones that a lot of guys don't don't talk about. But uh, loyal as heck one of those guys that was committed never wavered in his commitment really helped us recruit the rest of the class and he, he's he got a um a big lower body um and he's going to be an interior offensive lineman for us you know he's going to be one of those guys that's going to um he's played tackle he's played guard but he's never played center so we're going to show him to play center as well while uh you know he, he's initially we'll, we'll start him out as a guard and then We'll teach him how to snap and, and and do that stuff, and that's something that he's working on. Uh, but great kid, tough kid, kid that just comes to work every day. You know, you can see he was coached well now. He was at the – I know he, you said IMG, and he was, but for three years he was at the McDonough School.
0: Baltimore, right? I think...
1: Up in, on the outskirts of Baltimore. It's actually located in in Owing Owen Mills, oh, I got Maryland. You. That's Maryland, where the Ravens,
0: where, right? right? Yeah.
1: Where the so his offense, line coach at McDonough was a former Baltimore Raven O-lineman. So, so he's got proper training, right? And then he went, <laughs> then he went to IMG. The, the, the O-line coach's name is Spencer Fallout. So I, I wanted to make sure I got that in. Then he went to IMG. And at IMG, he was coached by Lee Grimes. And Lee Grimes is a former... Uh, college O line coach, coached at K- University of Kansas under with uh, with Les Miles. He also coached at the University of Charlotte, and he he, he was a GA at Texas A and M under Jimbo Fisher. So so he's got you know he, he's been coached with by guys that that know how to develop guys. So and you and and you can see it, you know. So so I'm excited to get Antonio.
0: So now, Tommy uh, and Frankie, I just I've seen now, I've never been to say anything really, but I've seen these guys at games, right? And I'm yes, just looking yes. at all, all of them going like, God dang, they're, it's like, I'm looking at a like a forest or a tree, redwood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a bunch of big dudes.
1: Yeah. So Frankie, Frankie Tini uh, was at LaSalle high school, but obviously he's from Brisbane, Australia and um, new to the game of football. Right. Frankie Tini Lau is actually also out at, in Honolulu at the, at the poly bowl. So him, Francis, and, um, uh, Riley Williams are one of our tight ends that we signed are at, at the poly bowl. And, uh, so Frankie's out there. Frankie's a tough joker. Now he's tough. He's got a rugby background. Um, he can run, uh, he can bend. Um, I mean, I love him, you know, I, and he's one of those guys that if he would have been in the States from the jump, quote unquote, would have been even more highly, uh, startup hey, Al, or whatever alex,
0: so how'd that come to be for us how'd that
1: come to be you know what our west coast connection coach chris ball my west coast connection when we were out at oregon he was a kid that that uh was brought to our attention by uh chris talama who wow. is, that
0: uh, rolls off pretty I, good alex <laughs> hey I, I became fluent in the Polynesian. i got it when I was coast, I got, you should be hosting so, this podcast dude <laughs> hey Maybe one day. All sure. right. Not yet. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit Miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you.
1: So Chris kind of brought him to our attention and so we kind of started dabbling with Frankie when 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 we were at at Oregon, you know? And um so when when we got here to Miami, Chris kind of alerted Frankie to us and and all that stuff and you know Polynesians are a very, 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 very close-knit culture, right? So, us having dealt with and coached Polynesian players and then having Polynesian players come to Miami with us is huge. You know, they're very familial. They're very uh, group-oriented. So, it's, 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 it's really, really cool. You know, we got Sagapolo, We got Maui Noah. We got Maui Noah's brother. We got Tini Lao, we got Coach Saladea, you know, so we've got a, a, a group going and, and that's going to help in recruiting because those guys, they like to be around each other, you know, from a, from a cultural standpoint. So, but I, I think he is a tough joker now. He's a tough joker. He's probably also going to be the swaggiest old lineman we got. So he likes to dress up and stuff like that, but, uh, but it, it, it's good. And then, and then we got big Tommy Kinsler. I think Tommy, and I don't count. I don't count Francis Mawinoa because he's from somewhere else and went to IMG. I don't count Frankie Tini Lau because he's from somewhere else and came to Lasalle. But from a, a pure, hey, this is a Florida kid. I thought Tommy Kinsler was the best offensive lineman in the state of Florida, hands down, not even close, not even close not even close. And, and and he's an athlete. He's a big human being He walks up on you and you're like, Oh man, you know? So Samson's a big guy. There was a weekend where Samson, Francis, Frankie, and, um, and Bruno, Tommy, that's what we call him. Bruno. They were all here together. Trip was there too. And they were all here together. And those four guys, I mean, they're like, they, they all look each other right in the eye, you know? So they're big men. Big man. Hey, big people beat up little people, you know. And that's and at the end of the day, Matt, uh, we used to. Have, I used to be with a strength coach, and he used to say, "Mass kicks ass," you know. So, <laughs> so you got to you got to recruit it, and that's kind of how we did it at Oregon. That was kind of the 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 blueprint at Oregon that Coach brought with him from Alabama. And even you go back, Josh, and I know we're not talking about it, but you go back to um, to Inez Cooper. That's a big human being now.
0: Coop, no, we're going to so. talk. We, we, his name will come up later, I believe. So
1: He's a big man. So that was it. And, and and Matt McCoy's a big guy. And so these are the guys that we've recruited since we've gotten here, you know, uh, and then, you know, Javion Cohen. He's a big man. So it's kind of one of the things that we want to do. And we not only want to recruit big guys, Josh, but they got to be able to move. You know, they got to be athletes and they got to be able to move. And that's what makes these guys different that they are, Yeah, they are big, but they can move, you know, and that's something we will not sacrifice athleticism for size. It's got to be both, you know, and, and it's hard, Josh, because everybody's looking for that. And that's why you got to go out in recruiting and you got to get in a fist fight in recruiting with schools for these guys. You know, you're never going to, you know, it should not be easy to get Samson. It should not be easy to get Francis. It should not be easy to get Tommy. It should not be easy to get Frankie because those guys are rare. You know, they're big and they can move. So when that happens, you better you better get ready to knuckle up and and it's going to be a knockdown drag out for those kind of kids to come to your school.
0: Now I know, Alex. There's been a heavy investment in football. Did Mario have to just request a little extra for the the you know the pregame meal for next year and the years coming? Because you know like, what sounds like, like there's some more food being eaten. Josh, you'll be shocked at how finicky
1: and how little some of the big guys eat. And, and Josh, pregame meal, pregame meal is a complete waste of money. <laughs> Most of the guys are nervous. You know they don't want to feel bloated. They don't want to feel weighed down. So a lot of those guys, what they eat in a pregame meal, you were thinking that you think it was me eating. You know.
0: Um, All right, so then during the so week, we got to cut. We got to have. We have to have. A, you know, an extra delivery maybe. Oh, go there now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'll sure. Go. And you know what, Coach Cristobal, as
1: you talk about that, Josh, but I- I've witnessed it now three times. I witnessed it at FIU. I witnessed it at Oregon, and I'm witnessing it at Miami. Where Coach Cristobal he fights his butt off, and he does. It's not really a fight because our administration is completely behind us. But you, as a head coach, have to fight for the financial resources to feed these guys like a championship program. You know, because because if not, it's not just going to happen on its own. You know, so that's something that Coach Cristobal puts at the forefront of everything. Where he he's going to feed them as much as he's legally allowed to. And he's going to give them as much money on their mucho app as he's legally allowed to. And he's going to give them access with that mucho app to be able to go at the end of the week with whatever money's left over and they can take that to Publix. And so that's something that as a head football coach, you have to fight for. And he does, uh, which is a difference maker, you know?
0: Yeah. I just want to say this I, I do know the three broadcasters kind of like Smoothie King. So if we could just maybe push three extras in there, that'd be nice.
1: Well, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. <laughs> <laughs> And we got to put some Weight Watchers for some of these coaches that we got on our staff.
0: (laughs) When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lubovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes. And proud sponsor of all things, you go you. All right, so you you supplemented those with two out of the portal, Matt Lee and Javion Cohen, and so like, outside of just the experience, they give you what?
1: You know, Javion uh, started twenty games at Alabama. You know, and you're, and of course, that's obviously experience. But you you put on the tape, and Javion has whooped tail on SEC three techniques, you know, and has, I, I, when, when I put on the tape and I see Javion, I could see him pass setting and, and pushing off the tackle because he sees a late corner blitz, you know, man, it, you old eyes now, old eyes, old eyes are hard to beat, you know? And so he provides that. He provides an example for the younger guys in the room that this is how you go about being professional about what you do. You know, Um, and, and, you know, in the run game, he's a, he's a bully, you know, and he's been in big ball games, Josh, you know, he's been in big ball games. He's been played Georgia. He's, he has played Florida. He's played against Auburn. He's played in sec championships. He's played, you know, and that stuff that that's going to become invaluable for us, you know, and, and he provides the most important thing that you need in a program. He provides competition, you know, he provides competition. Uh, that's going to elevate uh, the play of others behind him, and it's also going to elevate his play. And then, um, heck, Jameon, he's 6'4", and he's 325, 330 pounds, you know? And then you got Matt Lee, right? Matt Lee, Josh, has has played 40 games, and he has started 36. So you're talking about uh, a, a veteran with his hand on the football. And you're talking about a guy who is a complete tip of the spear, alpha, urgent. I mean, everything he does is urgent. You know the way he talks, the way he communicates, and, and he's a really good athlete now. He's a really good athlete. I, I'm he, his urgency matches Coach Cristobal and my urgency. He's one of those kind of guys. You know, um,
0: you must have fallen in you love. You know, it,
1: it's. I, I did with him, and, and when, I, when, it, when he came on his official visit, it was myself, him, Coach Cristobal, and Coach Pata in the, in, in the meeting room. And I'm leading the meeting room, and I asked him a question on a specific it, – it, it was actually him. It was his video of, of his one of his games, and I said, okay, so what did you do here? Uh, what did you call here? Well, Coach, I called this, and he just snap, stands up. And he pretends to snap the ball, and he just moves like. And I thought he was going to go right through the wall, just the way he was moving. You know the urgency that he moved with. And Coach Cristobal got up and said, "Man, that's the guy we need that right there." And and just kind of walked out. Coach Cristobal dropped the mic, you know. (laughs) And but but yeah. So I I mean, to me, you got your hand on the ball, you got to be the boss, man. You got to be the leader and And he is, and you go back and you watch his film, and there's just an urgency about how he moves. And that's the urgency with how he prepares, you know, um, and I've already gotten guys in the weight room, guys, you know, guys that have seen him and go there go coach man, and he's you know I tell you a great thing about him, Josh. So Tyler Van Dyke hosted him on his official visit, you know, and him and Tyler, really hit it off, you know, and uh, and that's important because there's got to be a synergy there between your center and your quarterback, and, and they have it, and they've already, I, I, I've already heard that they've gotten together to snap the ball and, and and all that other stuff, so Tyler Van Dyke, there's a seriousness about his preparation and that there's a seriousness about Matt Lee's preparation. I, I, I man, I, I rave about the. I think he's going to play for a long time. I really do. I really do, and I'm, I'm I'm ecstatic to have him because it all starts with that guy. You don't you don't play in 40 games, and you don't start 36 if you're not tough and durable. And I guarantee you that there's a lot of those games where he was beat up and hurt, and he still went out and played, you know, because um, it's a game of football, and uh, it's a game of discomfort, and, and Matt really handles it.
0: All right, so I just want to let you know that was just the pregame. All right, that was just warm-ups. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Lots my of ankle- good stuff, too. We're getting into the, the, the essence my- of the podcast. I got my ankle's taped. I'm ready. All right. Let's rock and roll. All right, bud. How come, and I've told you this, but for the public, everywhere I go, my kids play football, flag football, every park I go into, I meet someone from Columbus, and they either know you or one of your five brothers. Yes, right. Everywhere I go, the mirror balls own the town, bro. Yeah. I would like to think that it's because we were raised right. And we treated people, right.
1: I, I, that, that's, that would be my take on it. You know, that we were raised properly and we treat, if you treat people right, then, you know, I, I think it's just the way it should be. Right. And, and so I, I attribute that to my mom and my dad um, and my grandparents. I attribute that to them. And then, you know, I'm, I I was blessed. My dad was part of the Columbus Mafia. Me and my brothers were all part of the Columbus Mafia, and it is a mafia.
0: Oh, it's no, 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 no. Well, actually, really, honestly, it's a, but it's like a, so, well, maybe not be so softened, but it is familiar. Oh, yeah. It is familiar because it is, that's a bond it's you fun. can't break. And actually, I think I've almost been convinced to try and get in it. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, it, uh, and you know what? It's funny because um, my wife, Berta, she married into it, right? She, she, when we were, when we got married, I was teaching at Columbus. So, I talked there for sixteen years, but she kind of didn't really she knew what it meant, but when my when we moved back to Miami, my youngest son now has the opportunity to attend Columbus, and now she gets it. now she she truly gets it because my son, the way he goes to school is different. His attitude, his approach to going to school is different than it was at any other place that he's been. And he's been in other places in Miami. He's been at, at school in West Virginia. He's been at school in, U, in Eugene, Oregon. And now he's here. So it's just a different place.
0: Oh, no, no. Know? So last year, my son uh, played football at Kendall Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. It's basically like Columbus Middle School or junior yeah. high, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. And it was uh, alumni weekend. I believe they're playing Palmetto, which happened to be my school. And they and the and the coaches said, "Look, we're having a tailgate, and the whole team's invited. Like all the kids are invited. You guys come, no matter what." And I went, and I was blown. I was like, "Holy crap, dude!" Yeah. The the tent, the food, the, the the van that had the taps with the beer, and it was just put the wristband on, and you're 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 in. And oh, I was listen. like, "This is this is this is insane. I love and, it."
1: And and the and the Columbus family knows how to party too now. Oh yeah,
0: so, yeah.
1: Uh, you know what it is. Josh, it was is the school's not as old as everybody thinks. The school's in its mid sixties, right? So I, I I graduated now thirty some odd years ago. Now we have an alumni base that's that's real, you know. That's 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 now can has been able to now our kids are going to school, right? You know, and some of the guys' grandkids are going to school. So now it's really kicked up to another gear, you know. And um, heck. I know Coach Cristobal on Saturday morning, Friday nights at a, at away hotels. The first thing we say, "Hey, is, did Columbus win?" We're all connected. And truly, if if you know, there, there's a there's a scout from the Seattle Seahawks named Armani Perez, Columbus guy. And <laughs> you know, and and I didn't listen. He got into he got into football. He wanted to try to volunteer at Floor, at Florida State because he went to school at Florida State. So I called somebody that I knew at Florida State at the time. I think I was at Marshall at the time and and helped him there. And then I helped him hook on at Louisiana Tech when D-Train was there. And then he hooks on with the Seattle Seahawks because the Seattle Seahawks happened to have an assistant GM named Alonzo Heisman who was a Columbus guy. So Columbus guys are going to take care of Columbus guys.
0: That's what I've heard. Uh, That's what I've
1: heard. Josh, and that's what makes – that school different and why people, when, when, when Columbus guys tell you, Hey, you know, you should really think about putting your son there. It's cause of what I just told you with that Scott with the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Yeah. So I, I know the, I think I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question. And by the way, it's one big, you know, big news alert. I am not, this is not a rumor, not trying to start anything, yeah. but if not for, for you getting the opportunity to work with Mario in Oregon and now here at Miami, and Columbus had offered you a job to be the head coach there and come back and teach. You would take that job and be happy till you you went six feet under.
1: I I would I would I, I was never I was never trying to get into college football. That was never a goal of mine. My goal was always just to, I I just wanted to teach and coach. And I had the greatest job in the world, and that was at Columbus High School. And I also taught for two years at Braddock, at G Holmes Braddock High School, and loved it there too. And to me, that's I love teaching, you know. That's it. Uh, I love teaching. I love coaching, and and I I taught. Why
0: why do you love teaching? Why do you love teaching? Everyone said, "I'm telling you." I talked to a guy today that said he might be a better teacher than a coach, and I've told you this too because I know so many people that know you that you were great in the classroom. So, what did you love about it, and why did it uh, fire you up?
1: I I love, I love being able to to pass knowledge along to others, you know, and I love to see the reaction. When others learn, you know, that's kind of what fires me up. And to share what you know about a subject, whether it's the United States Supreme Court or whether it's the United States Constitution or whether it's the Civil War, you share that with them and and, and you kind of light a fire on them to go to go learn about something like that. you know, I, I love it. you know, I, I was when I was driving down here, the route I took, I was I was in on the outskirts of Philly and I was driving down to Frederick, Maryland. And I was so fired up because the road I took, I didn't know that, but the road I took Gettysburg in 25 miles. I'm like, yes. So, <laughs> I was a teacher. But I, I got to come up on a, on a close up trip with which is when you take students to Washington, D.C. And on one of those days, I took an hour ride up and went to Gettysburg. And I sent it to my son because one of my youngest sons is, is loves history. And I sent it to him. And then I told my wife, I said, you know what? I got to bring him up here to Gettysburg. So I love it. I love learning. I love, and I love sharing. I love sharing with, and I love trying to, I love trying to get young men to be interested in learning, you know? And uh, so that's kind of what, but I, I love U.S. government. I loved history. And I had a high school head coach, co- which was also Coach Cristobals and Alonzo Highsmith. Named Dennis Lavelle, he was our, our head coach, and he was phenomenal, phenomenal football coach. But he was a better math teacher, and he always told me, "He goes, Alex, don't ever let him take you out of the classroom." You know, because he, you know, typically when you become a head a high right. school head coach, they take you out of the classroom, and he never let that happen. And I said, Coach Lavelle, why? And he said, Because when I'm teaching math, I'm just practicing for teaching on the field. And and I got that, and that. So every time I taught American history, U.S. government, I taught five periods of that, and then I'd go outside and I'd teach three periods of offensive line play. That's how I looked at it, you know. So I just think it's is awesome. I love it, and I I'd go back and do it tomorrow if I didn't have to grade. I hated grading papers, and uh, I hated grading papers. That's the did one. You thing. you give out a lot
0: of homework? How are you with homework?
1: You know what? I didn't because I believe. Yes. In, You're, I, yes. I believe homework is, is 99% of homework is busy work, Thank you, you. know, and they, my kids in my classroom, we never did any classwork in terms of when I say that I never had them opening their book, answering questions, because right. to me, that's a teacher who's not wanting to teach. Right. To me, during those 50 minutes that I had, that was my opportunity to teach. And I, I still get to teach because I get to teach offensive line play at Miami And the classroom was the old line room, you know, and I got video and and I and I do that. And and I still hate grading. I hate grading game film. Hate it. Hate it with a passion. I love watching game film. I love and I do watch our games. I watch our games. But I love what I do is every every play. I comment. I'll say, okay, number 64. That's Jalen Rivers, right? Number 64. Too big of a first step. Or number 64, hey, great job getting your hands under. Boom. That, to me, is what I like. I don't like the grading part. I think the grading part, I, to me, why do I do that? Because I'd rather, if I tell Jalen Rivers, hey, you scored an 88 on your, grade, on, on your game against Pitt, what does that tell him? As right. opposed to if I'm a comment on every play, th- that'll help him improve. You know? So uh, that's what I like. That's what I like to do. So and, and and I had I was blessed to have great teachers blessed to have great teachers
0: Make this the day your life
1: changes. The all new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state of the art equipment and a new cross functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT Plus. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT On Demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms.
0: So you mentioned the Supreme Court, and I was told that is like your thing. So, I love it. Alex, if I could somehow, I don't know how this works exactly, but if I could somehow, if the Supreme Court was hearing a case and I could get you in, like buy you a ticket, 50-yard line to like I'd go, what would you do to go if I could present that opportunity to you? You know what? I have actually gone. You so have? I, I went
1: one time. I went one time when they, they were in session during one of those close-up trips in the in the late 1990s. I believe it was 1998, 1990, yeah, because I hadn't met my wife yet. So it was 1997, 1998, and I was able to sit in there and, and watch a deliberation. It was cool. It was cool. It, it, it's cool because it's amazing how some of them sit there and ask questions. Other ones don't don't ask a damn question. Some of them are like, man, I don't think that guy's even paying attention. At the time, it was William Rehnquist, who was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court at the time, you know, and it, I said, "Man, that guy's intimidating." You know, and then <laughs> O'Connor was there. You know, and it, it's it's really cool. So it's excellent. And then my wife, when we first, our one of the first gifts she she gave me, she knew I was a Supreme Court guy. It was a Thurgood Marshall book. She gave it to me, and it was it was awesome because it was when he was a lawyer for the NAACP. It goes through how he became the Supreme Court just, it, it 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 has the word life in it. I got I got it at home, but it was it was awesome as well. Um, And I'm a history guy. You know, I'm a presidential history. I love presidents, presidential stuff. Uh, I told my son, Nico, that I want to I want to go visit presidential libraries and things like that, too. You know, so. um, But yeah, I know I I deviated, but
0: no, you're fine. I love it. So. All right. I got to ask you a question. This is really just for frame of reference. You are how tall and how much do you weigh?
1: Five five, and I weigh one thirty five to one
0: forty. Yeah. So in doing, getting prepared for this, you were overweight in high school. I don't see that. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I wasn't overweight. I was. Um... Those are your words, from what I heard the podcast yeah. I listened to. They were your words. So I wasn't. I'm... I wasn't over.
1: I mean, I was. I was two hundred pounds, but I was. I mean, I used to work out like a madman. I used to be, you know. So, the weight okay. was the, <laughs> the way... <laughs> <laughs> But when I graduate, when I graduated high school, I was already down 155 pounds. So now I will tell you this: when I was a when I was a seventh grader, when all all the way up until seventh grade, I was I was and when I say this, I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. I was obese, and then in seventh grade, heading into the summer of seventh grade, I remember I went to my grandmother, uh, who's one of my idols, and I told her, I said, I said, Abuela, I, I don't want to be fat anymore. She said, Okay and she took me to the weight watchers believe it or not and that summer when i came back for 8th grade i was 52 pounds lighter i was like 105 pounds and people couldn't recognize me and stuff and then that's where kind of where i started my will you know i got pretty strong willpower people say and that's probably where where it came from
0: now now i see you in the hotel lobby you run are you a daily runner daily how many miles would we put in most days? Five. Uh, five. So like like
1: I got up this morning in, in Jersey and I, I I went down at 5.30 a.m. I went down and when I'm on a treadmill, I go a little bit further because I cool down. So I went about five and a half on the treadmill. And I'll run anywhere. I'll run I'll run the streets by my house where I live or I'll run around University of Miami, which is really nice there, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, so when did football become a part of your life? Seventh grader, Q, your Cuban upbringing— When does football become a part of your life? Because that is not it. Back then, that's not sort of the natural attachment.
1: No. And you know what? When I was when I was growing up, it was Cubans. You played baseball. You you played a little bit of basketball. And that's it. You know, we weren't our our culture. You know, our parents, they weren't exposed to the game of football. To them, football was different. right? It was different. And even even soccer, soccer wasn't big in cuba so that not not that right so it was it was really baseball and boxing to be honest with you that were the sports in cuba and then my mom and dad were like you're not playing football so i actually started playing football heading into my sophomore year in high school without permission from my mom and dad you know just kind of one of those deals kind of rigged it up and and just did that you know did that why why
0: why, why did you why'd you go out for the like why why'd you go find out I,
1: i don't know i really don't know I can't tell you that there was a seminal moment that I said, ah, you know. Um,
0: By just someone, one of your buddies were like, "Let's come on."
1: Yeah, and and just kind of did it and, and and went. And you know, Coach Cristobal the same way. Coach, we you know, he didn't play little league football. Uh, his brother didn't play little league football. It's just something that kind of became. You know, it it was kind of a, at Columbus, the the football coaches there were were all in, all inclusive. You know, in terms of they didn't care what size shape you were nothing they, they gave you an opportunity so we did and they were you know what the other thing josh which was pretty cool was every one of our football coaches was also a teacher at the school so you had them in the classroom right you know so they said why 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 don't you come out well i'm not big enough and they it don't matter you come out or i'm coach i don't weigh enough hey come out you know and they didn't care they weren't stuck on kids that were only getting kids that were going to be college prospects or any of that crap. I mean, they didn't do it. So that, I think that was it to be honest with you. The fact that we had so many, all of our coaches were teachers and they were all kind of encouraging us to come out just for the sake of coming out of, 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 of being part of something, you know?
0: So you mentioned your dad went to Columbus. Was he born here or did he come with your, your
1: grandparents? No. My, my dad was born in Cuba and uh, came with his mom uh, when Fidel Castro took over in Cuba, my mom and 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 her sister actually went with her parents to Spain and then very short time in Spain. So they came uh, in 59 when Castro took power. So, so the, that's when they came.
0: The reason why I ask that is whether it's, you know, Mario or you or just people I know that are of Cuban descent of the same similar story in, in, in this community, that there is a certain resolve, you know, a strength. A t- there's just a certain... You you don't just do that, right? That that's like there's sacrifices being made. There's, yeah, uh, leap of faiths being taken, right? And and the reason why I ask that is, do you think your persona is somewhat shaped by that? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm blessed to have been exposed to that.
1: I'm blessed to have been raised under under that type of mentality. Uh, it's not a welfare mentality. It's not have our handout. You know, if if a bunch of family members had to live in one house to make ends meet, that's what they did my grandfather, my grandmother, my dad, I know Coach Cristobal's mom, Coach Cristobal's dad, his grandparents, when they passed away, they were nothing but thankful for this, for what this country did for them, you know? And even though, even my mom, my mom's still alive, even like if she, if you're talking to her in English, she's going to work her butt off to speak to you in English and she speaks English, but it's broken, you know? And, um, so yeah, we were raised in that, you know, and, you know, th- and there's a lot of, cuban americans that have the same story and and um just people that came to this country and just wanting an opportunity not wanting anything else and that's something that I, i'm blessed to have been raised under under that mentality
0: Want an opportunity it's kind of like when we talked to when, when we've had a plenty of like the all-timers right uh that have played either football or any sports in Miami. And I, I, was, oh, I work hard. And I said, no, no, you got it. I need more than that. Cause a lot of people think they work hard. I need to hear Dan Morgan at five 30 in the morning in Greg Ciano's office watching film mimicking, right? Like we got to like say what the separating points are when it comes to that wanting an opportunity and whatever the method was of getting to this country, there's a sacrifice that is made that takes more courage than just seeking an opportunity that I, for some people like me don't have to experience. And I like to know right. about that because it's, Significant and deep, yeah, it's a blueprint of who you
1: are, right? You know it's what we saw, right? So to me, that's what I tell my kids. I tell my kids, I said, you know, I hope your eyes are open to the way your mom works, to the way I work, to the way your uncles work, because to me that's the the greatest education you know and 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 it's great because I get it my 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 father in law, my mother in law they they were the same they came they came from Cuba with with nothing and, and, and had to build a life here. And, and they did, and they did. And, and they're my grand my, my mother-in-law, who I love like a mother, you know, she's like a mom to me. She's worked in state farm for 30 some odd years with broken English, but she fights her butt off, you know? And to me, I, I used to, my grandmother was in a world book encyclopedia saleswoman. And um, when I was in, in, in seventh, eighth grade, even ninth grade, 10th grade, she would have these world book encyclopedia appointments where she would go to people's houses to sell them an the encyclopedia. And my grandfather would tell me in Spanish, he goes, Hey, Alex, you need to go with her. Cause I don't want her going by herself. Right. And, um, so I would trudge along with her and man, she would be in white people's homes, black people's homes, Hispanic people's homes and people that did not want to buy an encyclopedia. And, her broken English, she would convince them they were buying a encyclopedia, and uh, that, those were that was my first experience. On you know, people ask me all the time, "Hey, how how did you learn how to recruit and stuff like that?" And I said, "My grandmother, my grandma. So it was awesome. I, and I used to tag along, and I'd sit in the couch on the side there, quiet, while she was doing her deal. And sure enough, there she she signed <laughs> she signed him up for it. And you know what? She ended up numerous times where she sold so many encyclopedias that they would take her to like the, the, like the national awards right. deal in Chicago. Cause that's where the world book encyclopedia used to be. And, and it was not only her, it was her and like two other friends who were also the same came from Cuba and spoke the worst English in the world, but they were both they didn't matter. Work ethic has no nationality. Work ethic has no language to it. And uh, so that's kind of where I first learned how to do it, how to set appointments, how to, you know, she would go and she would drive by the house, the house that she was going to first, like 20 minutes before. So she would know, so she wouldn't be late, you know, those things. That's how you learn, you know, and I, I God, I would never, at, at the time I'm like, God, I why do I got to go, man? I'm glad I did. You know, I'm glad I did. So I, I, I learned how to, how to sell a product, you know, so.
0: And relate to people.
1: And and relate to people. Cause at the end of the day, it's just, it's about people and, and, and finding a way, a connection to people, to, to others, to, to moms, dads, to, to the recruits. And, and uh, that's all they want. They want, they want to feel a connection. You know, they don't, they don't care. If you played 30 years in the NFL, you never play in the NFL. They don't care about that. That's impressed. That, that impresses them for like 20 seconds. At the end of the day is are, you know, what kind of a person are you and, and can we hold the conversation? And, 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 and to me, that's, that's, what's important about recruiting. It's all about working hard and, and having people skills.
0: So how'd you get into this crazy business of yours called coaching?
1: About my offensive line coach in high school. Uh, the year after I graduated, um, I was going to college and and working, and he sent a note home with one of my brothers to call him because we had no cell phones back then, right? No. Nope. So so I, I I called his number and I said, hey, Coach Coach Foyle, what's up? And he goes, Hey, you know what? Would you come help me on on game day? I'd love for you to be upstairs on game day and kind of provide me. That's what I did. So I would just show up on game day and then I'm like, you know what? This is pretty cool. And I would sneak away from work and go to practice. And before you knew it, he's like, dude, you're here every day. And so I went from wanting to be an engineer uh, to, to the heck with this. I'm, I'm going uh,
0: to, I you're, I wanna, put, you're, you're are putting, you're, you're putting pieces together.
1: Yeah. I, I want, I want to teach. So. Uh, so I beca- and then I ha- I had a fantastic I had a fantastic high school offensive line coach, and then I had a fantastic, uh, history teacher named John Linsky, uh, who both one of the, my offensive line coach passed away a year and a half ago, the other guy is still a lot. He's like a brother to me.
0: Can I say? Um, can I just say one thing real quick? So, yes. John Linsky. I don't know him, but again, I know a lot of people. A lot of Columbus people. Enough Columbus people. Don't say a lot enough. They told me about his podcast. Oh yeah. Which you've made two appearances on, which helped me a lot, even though I know you would help yeah. me a lot. But then I when I was scrolling through, like to see the history of the school, the people, the influence, right? I mean, the people that come on and come back and what he's yeah. done. That was actually really fascinating to me. And I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. It was good it was, because that conversation was different, Alex. That wasn't you. I've I watched some of your videos of coaching clinics, but that was a different conversation. That was not you, Alex, the offensive line coach. That was Alex and John student teacher yeah just talking yeah no doubt
1: and, and 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 i remember when i did the last one the last one heck i did that last one it was like four in the morning because it was out i was out at oregon he was in macon georgia because he still works for columbus but he also works for the big house in macon georgia for um the allman brothers so he's been a writer and a ghostwriter for the history of the Allman brothers for oh my god I don't know upwards of 25 30 years. So um and and they they were based they were from Macon, Georgia. So he runs their museum called the Big House where they used to write where they used to
0: Produce. create their yeah.
1: Yeah. So so that's what John does part of the time and then the other part of the time he's he's back and forth at Columbus raising money and then he comes and gives guest lectures and then he does their podcast. So it's awesome. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. And he's a great storyteller, you know, and, and he used to, he created a class at Columbus called the history of Southeast Asia. And it dealt with the events leading up to the Vietnam war, the Vietnam war and the aftermath. And, um, that's what made Columbus unique, you know? And, um, that, that they create these classes, you know, they give the teachers there a lot of autonomy on, on how to do the classes, you know, and um, yeah, so that's where John comes in. So those two guys influenced me and that, and then I, that's how I, be, I, I got into coaching, you know, and I was a high school coach and I loved every single minute of it. And then coach Cristobal, December of 2006, called me at home and said, Hey, what do you think about the FIU job, I said, Coach, I think it could be a great job It's done right. At the time, Coach Cristobal was the offensive line coach at Miami. He calls me like three or four days later and says, "Hey, I'm going to take the job at a, at FIU." I so "Hey, Coach, I go, Coach, that's awesome." And he goes, "I want you to come with me." So like, what? I say, well, "Well, I'm gonna. I'll ask my wife," you know, and right. so I went and asked Bird, and Bird goes, "Hey, why don't we try it out?" You know, he goes, "We don't have to move." I said, okay. So I tried it. And, uh, heck, 16 years later, here we are. And, you know, I was, I was at FIU. I was blessed to be at FIU for six seasons. And then we got let go. And when we got let go there, um, coach Cristobal ended up at Alabama. I ended up at Marshall. I was at Marshall university for five years with doc holiday, another great infamous recruiter, you know, famous recruiter. And then in December of 2017, I got a call from Coach Cristobal telling me, hey, I'm no longer the interim head coach at Oregon. I'm now the head coach at Oregon. And would you like to come? So then I started to work there in February of 2018. You know, so that's kind of how, how, it, how it happened. You know, and, you know, I, I've, I've been, you know, Coach Cristobal is a great recruiter. Um, and then I've also was with a phenomenal recruiter in Doc Holliday. I mean, if you know anything about the history of, of high school football in, in Dade County, probably the two most respected recruiters in the history of Dade County high school football are Chuck Amato and John Doc holiday. And I had the, 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 pleasure to be with, with him. And now, you know, obviously now we know coach Cristobal's reputation as a recruiter, right? So I've been my whole, my whole college coaching career, I've been able to get a master's degree and, and hopefully a PhD degree in, in how to recruit from those two guys. Uh, And then with my grandmother on top of that, that's right. um, We're closing deals to this day, doc holiday. There was kids when we were recruiting kids at Marshall, there was families in Dade County that would tell the kids, you got no choice. You're going to Marshall. Why? Because doc had taken care of a family member before when, when doc used to be at West Virginia or when doc was at Florida or when doc was at NC state, you know? So it's been awesome. I've I, man, I'm, I've been I've been blessed, man. I know it's taken me from Miami to Huntington, West Virginia, to Eugene, Oregon, and back to Miami, and it's taken me to states and stadiums that that I never thought I'd be i i'd I'd ever be at, you know. Which so it's it's been great. It's been great.